thank you for tuning in to another episode of Unleashed Faith. Welcome back if you are my faithful listener, and if you are new, I'm so glad you could join me this week. This podcast is intended for any woman who is willing to set aside and allow God to take full control over your life. Although I do have some guy listeners that do join me each week, and that is totally such a blessing to me as well. So continue to join me each week as I share moments of my life and how God is working on me. Allow me to become your mentor, your friend, and your sister in Christ as we live a radical life for Jesus together, learning tools and tips on how we can continue to mature in our faith daily. So if you're ready, grab a pen and your notepad and let's dig in. Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Real quick before we get into the word and what uh, we're going to be talking about today, I did want to say thank you to all of you who chimed in and uh, hung out with us for our live podcast on Monday night. It was so much fun. My husband was excited when we got off and he was nervous going into it, but he was like, I can't wait to do that again. And I was so shocked. Uh, But I just love that God is just stretching him out of his comfort zone, that um, he's being obedient when God asks him to do things or when I ask him to do things like this. Um, And it's just incredible just to watch it and just to see him just open up and just fully surrender to God. And um, it's absolutely amazing to just be able to be on the sidelines and just watch it unfold. Um, But also, I did want to just let you know that I did talk a little bit about the next series that we are going to be moving into. Uh, We are going to start talking about women of the Bible. I think this is important for us as women um, and as believers in Christ, wherever we're at on our spiritual walk with, with Him, to really dig in and just to see other women who have faith, who have struggles, who have been through so many uh, obstacles, but still God keeps his promises to them and he uses most of them in a mighty way. And I just love um, the fact that that's the direction that we're going into because I think it's important for us. I think it's important for us when we can um, read God's word and then we can relate to it. And I think going into the series of it being all about the women, I think that it's going to help somebody out there relate to somebody. And we're going to talk about women who are not big named in the Bible. We're going to talk about women who we don't know their name, but we know their story and we know how God used them. And uh, I'm so excited to just be moving in this direction. I'm excited and I just feel like this is where I'm at right now personally. And I feel like somehow God is going to use it Um obviously for his glory. And I'm just a vessel of his word. And I just like to move aside and let him do his thing. It is so much easier uh, that I have learned to do that. And I just encourage you to do that as well. But today, real quick, we are going to be talking about Elizabeth. Obviously, the title of today's message, uh, today's podcast is Faith Like Elizabeth. So yes, I've talked about her before, but we're going to be seeing a different aspect. Uh, We will be in Luke chapter 1. We will go into Hebrews a little bit. So if you are my doodler, my note taker, I want you to get your notepad. I want you to get your Bible out. And we're going to be doing a lot of reading. It's going to seem like a lot of reading, but I'm going to try to stop and break down things. 
uh, because I want you to be able to understand the perspective that I'm taking this story versus how we've talked about it before on the podcast. So uh, we are going to be, like I said, in Luke 1. And I did, normally I, you know, I study and I read from the NIV or the Amplified but for this particular reading, first off, I did look at a couple different versions. I love to do that. As I mentioned Monday on the live podcast, uh, one of my favorite Bible resources is YouVersion app. Um, you can do it from your computer, from your tablet, from your phone, and you're able to plug in a certain scripture and you're able to see all of the different uh, versions and you can relate to one of them. Sometimes when I'm reading something and I quite don't understand it, I will look at different versions of it. And then I'm like, oh man, okay, I grasp it. I get it. I figured it out. I understand why God's showing this to me or why I'm reading this and this and that. And um, so that's a great thing for you to use. Um, it does have daily devotions, monthly devotions. It has yearly devotions. Um, it, it allows you to pray for other people. You can add your friends. You can do the devotions with your friends or you can do them by yourself. And it's just a great way to keep you accountable because it will also send you a message if you can set the timer for a specific time. So if life happens and you just, um, you know, get caught up in the daily chores and things you have to do with work and et cetera, um, it will remind you like, hey, don't forget you have your Bible reading. And I love that because sometimes life does happen. You know, the laundry piles up or dinner's running late or the kid needs help with homework or something pops up and I need to be at this place at this time. And you never know. So it's just a great reminder to keep me accountable. And you can use that as well. So right now we're going to get into Luke 1. We're going to be in verses 1 through 4. And like I said, I'm going to be reading from the Message Bible. Uh, but you can still follow along. And it says, So many others have tried their hand at putting together a story of the wonderful harvest of Scripture and history that took place among us. Using reports handed down by the original eyewitness who served this word, with their lives, since I have investigated all of the reports in close detail, starting from the story's beginning, I decided to write it all out for you. Most Honorable Theophilus. Phyllis. Okay, I'm probably saying that wrong, so I'm calling him Mr. T. Uh, <laughs> or T. We're going to call it T. Uh, Honorable T. So you can know beyond the shadow of a doubt the reliability of what you're taught. So here this is saying, like, God wants us to be certain of him and believe and to trust him with everything and in all circumstances. God also makes promises to each one of us. But you have to think that some of the promises may be similar, but some of them are probably different because all of us have different circumstances. We all are living a different path that God has placed before us. But God promises each of us some of the same things, you know, and it, I did kind of research into this, God's promises, the promises that he's given us. And there are over 7,000 promises in the Bible made from God. That is huge. So, of course, if y'all know me, y'all know what happens when I get curious, when I want to know more. Obviously, I fell into this rabbit hole and I got into digging over the past few weeks and I found a couple promises that keep coming up. As far as scripture, they're repeated. Yes, they're worded a little bit different, but I saw consecutively the same things popping up, the things that he is 
telling us through his word and promising each one of us that pertain to each and every single one of us. And I want you to write these down. If you are one of my people who write uh, positive affirmations on sticky notes, these would be good things that you can write on a sticky note. Put them where you can see them visually because when you're having a rough day or you're feeling like just you don't feel the presence of God, you can read these and just have it as a reminder of his promises to us. So the first one is him saying, and this is going to be me speaking as if it was him. I am your strength. He is our strength. When we feel weak, we need to, we need to run to him. We need to ask him to give us the strength. He says that I will never leave you. It's true. Scripture says that he will never leave or forsake us. The third one, I have plans for you to prosper you. It is true. It says it, that he will prosper us and not harm us. It, the next one, I hear your prayers. In Thessalonians, it says, pray without ceasing. And that is so important that even though our prayers are not getting answered, he hears us. And we have to continue to have our faith and believing that he's going to answer the prayers that we need answered, but it will be in his time and his will. And if he doesn't answer our prayers, he's still answering them in a sense because he's, it's like he's blocking something that we obviously can't see is how I, I see it. I feel like he's kind of like putting up that defense, like he's protecting me. And so it's taken me a long time in my walk with him to understand that and grasp that. But he hears all of our prayers. The next one is him saying that he will fight for you. He will. He will stand up for us. He will stand firm for us. The next one is he will give you peace. That's a good thing to pray about. Father, give me peace. Lord, give me peace over this situation. Give me peace over this relationship. Give me peace in the direction to step out on faith and do what you called me to do. Um, the last one is I will always love you. He will love us. He will love us no matter what no matter our circumstances, that if we fall and we backslide, he still loves us and his grace and his mercy covers us. But his love is never unchanging. It is unconditional. And it is, it's the same love as a parent. No matter what our children do, yes, they're going to disappoint us. It's going to happen. They're going to fall short, but that doesn't change our love for them. And that is exactly how I see his love for us. And I love that. And I'm so grateful that he loves us the way he loves us. Because a lot of us have, you know, past that we're not proud of. But he still loves us. He still uses us. He still is allowing us to be an instrument some way or another to glorify him. And I love that. But Today is, like I've said, the first episode of the series of women in the Bible that we're going into. And I do know that a couple weeks ago, I did already talk about Ruth. Um, she's going to come back up because she's my favorite woman in the Bible. Her story is very short. It's only four chapters, but it's so powerful. And there's so many things that you can pull from her story and take something new away every time you read it. And it's just where you're at in the season that you're in and what you're looking for God to show you in that moment. Um, but the episode today, we're going to be talking about Elizabeth. I know that uh, when we did the Luke challenge back in December, I did talk about her and Mary and how God chose both of them. 
and but this time it's going to be a different perspective. It's going to be a different aspect. We're going to take a look at her story again, but we're going to talk about her faith. And then what is faith? And where are we at in our faith walk? Where, what, if we had to scale our faith right now in this moment from a scale from one to 10, one being like, yeah, it is what it is. Or 10 being, I am fully trusting God in everything. Where are you at on that scale from one to 10? Where would you put your faith? And you can be honest, you can be open. And that is just for you, for yourself. It's not to convict you. It's not to um, make you feel bad in any way. But looking at that scale, where are you at? And where do you want to be six months from now? Where do you want to be six months from now? If you're about, honestly, if you're on the lower end of the scale, say, hey, I want to jump past that five. I want to get a little bit closer to him. Maybe you're in between that five to 10 range, but you're not quite at that 10. Maybe the 10 is where you want to strive. Just, I encourage you to do that. And I love doing that sometimes. Um, we do it with our students, at youth. Um, Sometimes I do it for myself, just a self-evaluation. And I just love being able to go back in my notes and just to see like, man, I was here. I was like at a, I was at a four. Now I'm at a seven. That's progress. I can take that. I'm proud of myself. But um, back to faith. So what is faith? What is faith? Uh, The definition that I looked up in the biblical definition says it's a strong belief in God. Uh, based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. Basically, you're believing not by sight, but by faith. Like you're believing on what you feel. And in Hebrews 11, 1, 3, I want to read real quick. Um, and this is the NIV version that I use. It says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients uh, were commended for. By faith, underline that if you're following along, by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. You know, faith must be stronger than the things we see. The more we live by faith, the less we live by sight. And that is something that I personally had struggled with in the beginning of uh, my walk with Christ, you know, when you are going through trials, when you're going through circumstance, you have to have that confidence, just as it says here in Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and the insurance in what we don't see that you must trust God in all situations, whether they're big or they're small, but, you know, having faith will cause you to take action And by what I mean with that is that going into prayer and believing God for what he has promised and what he will do by allowing your actions to mirror your belief in your faith. It is our duty and uh, God's promise to for us to bring God's word alive every single day in our lives. And that is just that is our choice that we get to make every morning that we wake up. We get to choice. Man, do I want to live today? And having God in full control, or do I kind of want to do it my way? Well, we all know what happens whenever we decide to do it our way. (laughs) So it's so much easier to do it God's way. So 
uh, I, I love that. I love that perspective. I learn, love that I've been able to learn that and just to grow from that. But we're going to go ahead and get into Elizabeth's story right now. And we will kind of be skipping around Luke 1. Uh, but I did pull some awesome little tidbits and information about her and who she was and what her name meant. And I just want to share that. So Elizabeth is, it means God is my oath. You know, she is a woman of great faith. She's very spiritual. She never once doubted God and his promises from the very beginning, from day one. You know, she is praised for living out all of God's commandments without blame. That's huge. You know, that's, that's amazing. And, you know, even though we know that she was a woman of great power, of faith, and she did struggle. She did have things that were said over her life that she had no control over. She was infertile most of her life. And in that time, women that could not bear children, they were looked over as if their family was cursed, as if they were cursed. I can imagine like Elizabeth looking out into the families of the town, children just running around playing and her just longing for that same thing, you know, wanting to carry out being a mama, you know, there's no greater joy in life for me personally than being a mama. Like I can't wait to be a grandma, but I can, uh, you know, I just see people all around me, the joy that it brings them having grandchildren and just, you know, reliving the, their children's baby lives through their grandchildren. And I'm so excited to have that eventually, like 50 years from now, probably. But, you know, it is what it is. But <laughs> we're going to get into reading Elizabeth's story. And we're going to uh, start at verses. Uh, where did I put here? And, and I'm going to be reading from my Bible. So um, there is notes here that I always writ, write in my Bible. So if I get a little distracted and squirrel, y'all just stay with me. But Verse 5 uh, says here, In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous, underline that if you were um, following along, in the sight of God, observing all of the Lord's commandments and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless, because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. So I'm just going to stop right there. So verses 5 through 6, um, Elizabeth had faith, like I said, from the very beginning of her life. Her husband, Zachariah, also had faith, but it wasn't as, I would say, as strong as Elizabeth's. And I mean, I wasn't there. I didn't follow him. I didn't ask him what his faith scale was. But his faith grew larger once you know, the angel appeared to him and God's promises were fulfilled. And Elizabeth eventually became pregnant, even in her old age, way past childbearing age. But it's just amazing to see how God used Elizabeth, the wife, to um, excel her husband's faith, to give her husband a little bit of more hope that God's promises are real. God is uh, everything he promises and tells us is truthful. And for that, her husband's faith grew. And believe it or not, he uses Elizabeth later on to do the same thing when she encounters Mary. And we're going to talk about that a little later on. And I love how God used this one particular woman 
to amplify the faith of another person. And I believe that that's what we as believers and followers of Christ are called to do, that our faith is to be placed in action so that everything that we believe in um, and within the spirit and in God's word is acted out by our actions so that other people see that. And then it's not just us verbalizing it, but they're seeing it. And then that then amplifies their faith to, man, I want to, I want to be like that. I want, I want to know what she has. I want to feel what she has. And that's just where we're at. And I know a lot of us are praying for our husbands, praying for our spouses, praying for our future husbands, uh, because God is going to provide, I believe it. And um, those are things that you want to pray for, for God to bring you in a godly man, someone who is on fire for Christ, someone who is going to lift you up and push you to do better. Like Jerome talked about on the podcast on Monday night, how when he comes home from work or whatever, and I'm in the middle of my quiet time, instead of him disrupting me, he gives me, lets me finish that. And I think that is just a testament of where we're at. Um, in our relationship. And I just pray that all of you can get that, that you can get that, that we, as we venture off into whatever series God wants me and him to do, but it gives you guys hope as far as relationships. And it, and it's not, it's not nothing to boast that we are better than the next couple or this and that, but it is take, we have been through some things. We have went through trials, but I believe that it is just like Elizabeth here that my faith has overflowed into my family and in my household and it has amplified my husband's faith. And I just, I love that God is able to do that. And God calls both Zechariah and Elizabeth righteous here. And the word righteous and biblical definition, it says acts in accordance with the divine or moral law, meaning God's law, his commandments, their obedience was from the heart. In my study Bible here, if any of you have the Life Application Bible, it is awesome. The notes below, use them. I promise you that it will help you understand what you read. Uh, But my study Bible said here, and I underlined it, I wanted to read it. They backed up their outward compliance with inward obedience. So Zachariah and Elizabeth both backed up their outward compliance with their inward obedience. Again, that was activating their faith through their action. Verse seven, I'm going to read it again real quick. It says, but they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. So even though because of their age, like I said in the beginning, back in the then couples who that were childless or barren or infertile or things like that, they were looked down on. And it it was said that as if they were cursed you know, God will always answer your prayers. God always has a reason for the things that he does in your life, no matter what it is. But we must trust him that it is not in our timing, but it is in his timing. We have to be patient during that waiting period that when we're asking him for something and he doesn't respond to us immediately, we have to continue to rely on our faith and activate our faith, knowing that he's going to answer it. And, you know, sometimes he wants to make us wait because he wants to see how we can, how we're going to react. And I know sometimes I have kind of acted out in the waiting period and then he's kind of um, convicted me and shown me and I've had to take a step back. But that is when we must, again, I keep saying it because I just feel like he wants me to keep repeating it is 
activating our faith and trusting in him. You know, I almost want to think that, and this is just me. I wasn't there. I don't know. I didn't get to have um, coffee on the porch with her, but I almost think that Elizabeth knew eventually because of her faith that was instilled in her from the very beginning that, and what God promised her, she always might've known eventually he would fulfill her promise and give her children, you know? And I think sometimes God gives us those little faith moments of seeing simple glimpses of the end result of what he's trying to show us just to kind of charge us and activate us to continue to trust him. Uh, I want to read now verses. Let me make sure I'm not Okay, verses 13 through 19, I just want to uh, read that real quick if you're following along. It says, and this is where Zechariah ended up going to the temple and he's burning incense and things like that. Um, So it says, verse 13, it says, but the angel said to him, to Zechariah, do not be afraid. Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you will call him John. So we know the story that eventually she does become pregnant and she gives birth to John the Baptist who goes off and is a disciple on fire. Uh, you know, and so he it's the angel is continuing to say here in verse 14, he will be a joy and a delight to you and many will jo- rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will never take wine or other fermented drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before the Lord in spirit of the power of Elijah to turn their hearts of their parents to their children and the disobedient to wisdom, underline wisdom, of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Verse 19, I'm sorry, verse 18 says, Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is along in many years. Um, So here I think I stopped real quick and I was like, man, he's questioning the angel who is telling him that God said this. God is telling me to tell you this. How many times have we heard God speak to us and we've stopped and we've questioned that? Or somebody has prophesied over us and said that God wanted me to tell you these things, but yet we stopped to question. Like, is that person lying? Are they just saying that? Like, how do they know? How do I know? Well, hello. This is where our faith is activated. And that's where we trust our faith in God that we know that he can use other people. We know that he can speak to us directly. It's just, is our hearts open to receive it? Are we willing to um, trust him enough? Are we, you know, where are we at with him? Are we in a good relationship? Are we on that good scale with him? Where's our faith on that scale? And verse 19 says, then the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you the good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which you come true at the appointed time. So This is where the confidence in Elizabeth's fate, I believe, was activated through an angel that was sent to her husband. Never once did the angel give a specific time frame. He just assured Zachariah that it would happen. And it said here in verse uh, 20 that it will come true at the appointed time. So a question for you. You can write this down. 
Has God ever spoken to you like that, like he did Zechariah and given you clarification on a promise of something, but never said when? Has God ever spoken to you like he did Zechariah and given you clarification on a promise? I'm sorry, clarification or a promise of something, but he never said when. He did this to me. And it was when I was trying to, uh, I was not getting the joy of teaching um, the littles at our church. And, you know, I did it because I wanted to be obedient. I wanted to be faithful. But where I was, my maturity in Christ, I wasn't no longer getting the joy of it. It was kind of just in a routine. And I know from scripture, like, and God's word is when he shows me that, when he shows us that it's because he's about to stretch us. He's about to move us. He's trying to get our focus somewhere else and start praying in that direction and for God to show me. And that's where I had to shift my perspective. I remember fasting and I remember praying for God, God, put me somewhere where you can use me again, light that fire again. And he did. He gave me an opportunity to share my testimony to the youth. few weeks later, I was able to have an opportunity to become a youth leader. And I have been doing that for about three years now. And it's absolutely amazing. Um, I don't know what the future holds, but I absolutely love our students. I love getting to learn with them. I love getting to grow in my relationship with Christ right alongside of them. And it was all in that moment of him giving me that clarification that you are not where you're supposed to be right now. Like I'm going to, I'm about to move you. I'm about so buckle up, get ready. And, uh, I remember that once I did that, it was just, it has been a great joy again, refire, refueled and pouring into our students now. And then now pouring into other women, it's just like God's hand has been upon and, every single move that I've made in the last couple of years. But getting back to the story, I want to skip down to verses 39 through 45. And this is where Mary visits Elizabeth. Um, This is like our pastor has this funny story that he says that he visions Mary and Elizabeth at Walmart meeting each other and two pregnant women in the peanut butter aisle um, discussing their pregnancy and comparing their bellies. <laughs> I mean, he's so funny. And I love that he he brings comedy to scripture sometimes because you have to break up the seriousness. But there is a time to be serious. There's a time to be joking. And uh, we're going to read here what happens whenever they meet each other. You might have heard this story. I'm sure all of you, if if not all of you, have already heard this story. But I want you to kind of remove everything that you've heard before. And I want you to just read it as if you're reading it for the first time. And it says here in verse 39, at that time, Mary got ready and hurried into a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in her womb leaped and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed you are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored? The mother of the Lord should come to me. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Verse 45, underline this. 
Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill her promise to her. So here we can see that Elizabeth is the first one to call Mary, uh, the baby that Mary is carrying, uh, Jesus the Messiah. You know, clearly by Elizabeth speaking here, we can feel her faith through her words. And that's when I, when I took a step back and I read it, um, I was like, man, this is powerful. And that this is the outward compliance with that inward obedience I spoke about earlier that Zachariah and Elizabeth both have. Um, and believing that God's promises to us is sometimes hard. I want you to think about those seven things that I shared earlier about his promises to us, that he is our strength. He will never leave us. He has plans to prosper us. He will hear our prayers. He will fight for us. He will give us peace and he will always love us. Maybe these sound like a cliche, but it's the truth. Every single one of them, you know, having faith and knowing God, you can believe and instill that trust in him uh, through each one of these that I've spoke about, you know, Right now, I want you to think too, you can write this down. What are what are you in right now in this moment putting your full faith in? What are you right now in this moment putting your full faith in? I, in this moment, am declaring and believing for all of you right now, just as Jesus said in Matthew 17, 20. And it, it says that, uh, you know, because if you have little faith, Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So starting today in this moment, I am asked, I am praying, I'm believing that your faith is activated and will start growing just by you trusting God in this moment. And I am inviting you to get into intimate time with him, to spend time with him, to make time for him and to get into his word. Life would be so much easier if we live continuously on God's understanding and not ours. You know, we can't figure things out on our own. We know that we can't. We can't. We need him. We need Jesus. We need faith like Elizabeth. That no matter what God, I'm sorry, that what people have spoken over us, no matter the circumstances of our lives, um, in any kind of negative situation, that there is always a way. There is God's way and God's promises over us that we must declare and we must speak them out into existence from our mouth. And I have some journal prompts that I wrote down. Um, I answered them as I was studying these, and these are questions that came up while I was kind of thinking about it, and I want you to write them out, and I want you, whenever you get into quiet time, let me see how many I wrote down. I wrote down three, so you can do these each and every day for the next three days, or you can do them all at one time, uh, but I don't want you to overwhelm. I don't want you to read them, and I want I don't want you to jot down immediately first thing that comes to your head. I want you to think about it. I want you to pray on it. I want you to ask God to reveal the answers to you. Um, the first one is, I want you to write down times when God has been faithful to you. I don't care how many times that you have been blessed by God. I don't, you know, I don't care how many times you want to write it down, but I encourage you to do that. The second one, 
Has there been a time in your life when you lacked faith? What was it that what was it that happened that you lacked faith? Has there been a time in your life where you lacked faith? The third one. How do you think you would have handled it differently had you put your full trust in and faith in God? How do you think you would have handled that event that you lacked faith differently if you had put your full faith and trust in God? I pray over anyone who is listening that you activate your faith right now in Christ. That if you don't know him, that if you are just starting out and you're not sure which direction to go to, I pray that in this moment, um, as this podcast ends, that you, God shows up big in, in your life. I pray that he shows you um, what he wants to show you. I pray that he speaks directly into your life so that you are not distracted and you kind of stop what, whatever it is you're doing and let him saturate your heart, um, saturate your spirit and just align you with nothing but the next things that you're going to need to grow your relationship with him. I'm praying for accountability partners, praying for you to get connected in a church, get somewhere where you can serve, do these things so that you're able to grow your relationship with Christ. Um, that is all that I have for today's episode. I appreciate all of you hanging in and just the, uh, outpour of support and everything that I am doing and just the prayers. I feel them. I know that I'm moving in the direction that God wants me to, but I did want to just really quick. There is something that I'm doing this month because it is my birthday month. Um, first of all, the website is up and going the shop. Uh, you can purchase merchandise on our website at unleashfaith.com. If you are local to me and you know me, um, shoot me a message directly, send me an email of what you want. Um, and then that way I can meet up with you. So you're not paying the cost of shipping. Um, also the second thing is there will be a birthday giveaway on February 11th. That is my birthday. Um, I love plants. So if you want to give me a love offering to get new plants for my birthday, I'm not going to object. Uh, I am like the plant mafia mama. But I'm going to be doing something special. It's not going to be anything that is has been normal giveaway stuff. I know I gave away a journal and a keychain last on Monday, but I am actually going to be giving away free my first devotional that I have written. Uh, it's a 14-day devotional and it's called Limitless Faith. Um, it's going to just be about, it's going to have some journal prompts. It's going to give you some scripture, a little bit of a story with the scriptures and um, why I chose that. And it's going to be a digital file because right now I don't have a publisher. And that is something that I'm working on, praying for God to kind of line that up, looking into that. So uh, I am super excited to be able to share that with someone out there who's listening. Also for what I'm going to start doing is women supporting other women. Uh, I'm going to be choosing small businesses that I follow, that I'm connected with, that are, you know, women ran, women established. Um, And so this month I am going to be supporting and promoting. So you will get to meet her on one of the episodes this week 
I'm not this week. I'm sorry. <laughs> this month, uh, I will be posting some of her information and what she does. And it's Toya from Positive Girl and Company. You can check her website out at positivegirlcompany.com. Her Instagram is positivegirlco. Uh, she has amazing merchandise. Uh, all of her things things are about self love women having confidence within themselves, women supporting other women. I love it. She is such a sweet soul. I'm excited to um, have her, like I said, on the podcast and her sharing her story and where she's at and why she's doing what she's doing and just God being a part of that. And I'm super excited for that. So be uh, looking forward to all of that information. The giveaway will be on the website. It will be on Instagram. It will be on the Facebook page, Unleashed Faith with Bethany. So make sure that you are following that. Make sure that whatever stream you're listening to the podcast, make sure you're following. You have the little uh, notification bell on so you don't miss any episode or no bonus content. But uh, as always, be blessed and stay focused.